Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock, and I am super excited today. We have Blanche Shuhart of Rooted Strength Coaching on. I met Blanche through through the Active Life program, actually. She is also a coach who's doing some of the education that I have done, uh, but has a really interesting story. So I dug her up and begged her to be on, and I'm excited for y'all to get to know her. Hi, Blanche. Hi. It is so fun to be on your podcast. Thanks for reaching out. I I love it. I'm really excited to have you. So you you specialize in specializing, if I if I understand things correctly, mm-hmm. and always correct me if I'm wrong, but you are really focused on perinatal fitness. Is that right? Yes. And I love how you said that. I specialize in specializing. I haven't heard anyone say that, but yeah. So I specialize in perinatal fitness, which is pregnancy and postpartum. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are, I think sometimes it can be confusing. Like, wait, what does that word mean? <laughs> so I love it. I had three kids in four years, which kickstarted the desire and passion to specialize in this. And now I feel I could be in like a bubble, but I I feel as though it's getting more and more prevalent where more coaches are specializing in this, which I love because 80% of women will either be pregnant or postpartum in their time. So it's not really a niche. It's more of a, I think I've heard you use this term. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, a season in their life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that statement. So yeah. tell us a little bit about rooted strength coaching. Like we know, you, we know you work with yeah. perinatal fitness, but what, what does that mean? What do you do? Yes. Um, oh man, there's like so much to share. So rooted, me. yeah, rooted strength coaching was born in probably 2017 when I was pregnant with my second. And at this point in time, I had already had one pregnancy and like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so if you can imagine, as I understand it, yes, as if you could imagine a spectrum, my first was on one end and my second was on the other end in terms of fitness and even just being an advocate and proactive with my fitness. I, uh, I remember like just avidly searching on the internet. Like I need it to know why is there no programs out there for pregnant women? Like, I was in a group gym and my instructors were awesome, Um, but they had never been pregnant and had never studied like this at all. And so when we were doing, I like did box jumps until I was 33 weeks pregnant, not like just because I could, like, I was like, oh, I could still do this. So like, Mm -hmm. why not? I feel like a badass. But then there was no, there was no considering my season. There was no talk at pelvic floor at all. Like now I feel like there's more talk about it on a larger level within the fitness industry, which I appreciate. But back then there was like nothing. And so I just remember searching a lot and not really finding much. BirthFit was like real small at that time. And I found them, I found Girls Gone Strong. And those were the two people that I followed for a while. And then, you know, Brianna Battles came on the scene. And so I've been following a lot of these leaders within the perinatal community as it like pertains to fitness for years now and have seen them even develop and change and adapt. Um, So it's been really cool. So I would say 
Rooted Strength Coaching started in 2017, but it also has adapted and changed significantly. The original name was Strong Mama Fitness because I didn't know how to like, I was, I literally thought of it like if people were searching for fitness classes online. And so like Strong Mama Fitness, like just throwing these words out. Makes sense to me. Right. And so the thing is, is that there's like a thousand and one strong mama fitness variations. <laughs> so I was like, didn't really stick out. And also I kind Certainly of adjust- can't trademark this. Right. Um, I also kind of didn't love like I wasn't fully bought into the name because like strong mama to one person can be very different. There's just a lot of like room for error. Um, in 2000 and. 20, I rebranded to Rooted Strength Coaching. And this word rooted had been following me for like five plus years. And it was like, as soon as I thought it, I was like, oh, it's done. Like, this it. is, yeah, this is the name of my business. Um, I filed my LLC, Rooted Strength LLC. And it meant a lot because it goes with what I have been learning for the last five to 10 years of Really, when we pursue anything, there's going to be unseen work before we see it. And really understanding the power of the root system, you think of a garden, like those roots are growing before the fruit shows up. Like you can literally apply that simple concept to every aspect of our lives. And so it could arguably be where the fruit is actually, because if we don't have that a root system, then we're not going to get any fruit. So yeah, um, but that's a little bit about my business. And then I do personal training and remote coaching. And that's kind of like where I am focusing right now. I love it. Now, as yeah. a, how long have you been coaching? How long have you considered yourself a coach? Yeah. So I had a career change in 2018. Um, okay. I was a life coach before this for about seven to 10 years. Okay. And I focused on college students. I've always had like a passion for fitness um, and sports. I did like a bunch of sports in high school. Um, I was actually going to be a physical therapist, thought about it for half a second. And then I was like, mm, I don't want to go to school that much. <laughs> so <laughs> jokes on me because I'm still doing this continued education right. yeah. through active life. But, um, anyways, so life coach 10 years into it, I ended up switching to being a coach so in 2018. I got my personal well in 2018, I got my certification through pregnancy and postpartum through girls con strong. Okay. In 2019, I got my personal training certification through NASM. And so I've mm -hmm. been coaching classes or people individually since 2018. And you and you decided to niche in very, very quickly. It sounds like that was, were, were those, did those things happen simultaneously? You decided you wanted to coach people, yes. but really you wanted to coach mothers, For mothers sure. to be in, and mothers. Yeah. yeah, I would say that that is accurate. I, my intersection, so essentially if I could like say, if I could like, clearly communicate in one sentence is that the intersection of me reclaiming my own health and fitness was like in the perinatal season. And so it was almost as if I was re like relearning all these things with health and fitness and with the lens of being pregnant or postpartum for mm -hmm. five years straight. And so, um, yeah, so it definitely from the very beginning had a very niched feeling. And then just recently, kind of rebranded to say, I'm actually going to be focusing on women and building strength through their lifetime. So 
Excellent. So not necessarily only perinatal, but that's, that's where yeah. a lot of your focus started. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it about? So it, it totally resonates. Like you had this experience, you, you saw a need for it, got some education and now you're trying to serve that need and be that mm-hmm. person you wish you could have run into several years ago. The other side of it, what is it about mothers that makes you want them as clients? Because mm-hmm. working with people mm-hmm. is very different than you know, doing that as, as as I well know, like as your day to day in and out, like there's clients I don't want. There's a lot of clients yeah. I do want. There's you're, yeah. most of the people I have, I absolutely adore, but yeah. there's definitely like kinds of people I don't want. And mothers are obviously a, a huge spectrum of people. What is it about someone yes. around motherhood that makes you want them as a client? I love that question. Um, it is because when I looked when I looked at the motherhood transition, if you will, this is, that's a phrase that BirthFit used mm. a while back. Um, I like it. I, yeah, I saw a lot of confusion and fear and even loss of identity. Um, I saw that and I experienced a lot firsthand. And so I think I'm an advocate by nature. And so as soon as I saw that, I really wanted to instill and allow allow women to see the strength that they have. And I can get like super emotional about it. Cause I think entering into motherhood is like, you're literally birthing a role that you haven't had before. Just like we take on different roles throughout life. Right. And this specific role, like this is where all the growth happened for me. And it wasn't until motherhood until I realized how strong I was until I was actually pushed to my limit, you know? And so Yeah. So I really want to like go from confusion to confident and I want to go, I want them to see like, you don't have to be confused. You can be confident in your capabilities and in yourself and in your body, um, both physically, but also mentally and emotionally. You can trust that intuition, you know, also like the loss of identity as like, man, like, even though you are no longer who you were before, you are not just Blanche, you are now also a mother, it's, it's kind of like this both and tension and to where like, I still am Blanche. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not just a mother. Um, I can get on a soapbox with that, but then in the same aspect of like, but I also am a mother and that expands my area of influence and ability and confidence and like, and so really kind of honing in on the identity aspect and then the last one is just fear. There's so much fear, fear of losing my fitness, fear of not getting my body back, fear of like all of this stuff and moving from fear to like hope filled and being able to like look long term, either through athleticism, fitness mindset, and just kind of like understanding that like slow is fast. Like I love that you're, the shirt you're wearing, slow progress is progress. Um, and yeah, I think, yes, in this season, that's like a freaking like mantra that I feel like we really have to cling to is it things aren't, there's so many roots that are happening that we were rebuilding foundation in the postpartum period physically, you know, like we are trusting the process in pregnancy when we are not shooting for PRs and we're actually mm-hmm. in like a maintenance phase. Like there's so many aspects of this where you cannot rely on the aesthetics or the outcomes or the things that we often do in fitness. So, yeah. And recognizing that, that things are going to work 
whatever your your birth experience is like you're you're, you're at least a slightly different human being right afterwards physically sure. as well as of course emotionally and responsibility wise how do you frame expectations for we've worked with a bunch of people um, we have a, a number of of moms on our, our client list, and have certain and we're taking a number of people through pregnancies at this point. Mm-hmm. How do you frame expectations, especially for a lot of the folks listening to this are pretty experienced exercisers. Yes. You know, it's like definitely five plus years. They can talk the talk and walk the walk and all that stuff. How do you frame expectations for someone who? two years ago was throwing down really hard, could kind mm-hmm. of do whatever they want, felt super physically capable, and is now looking to make that comeback, whatever that comeback is. But it's in my experience, at least, and you probably know better than me, like, it's littered with question marks, you know, you're yeah. getting back to x, y, and z. We often frame it as like, there is no getting back to we're, we're going forward, we can have a goal that is energy levels or aesthetics or performance mm-hmm. or your mm-hmm. goals are your goals, and we're on board with that. But how do you frame expectations around that, especially for, sure. for like a postpartum woman person? Yeah. So for me, I would say that a couple things. First is that while there is a timeline in tissue, the tissue healing process, so the immediate postpartum, like that first six weeks, mm-hmm. um, there's a general timeline that we could kind of expect. There is no timeline to returning back to fitness. I kind of like kill any comparison (laughs) mindsets going on and saying like, it could be eight weeks or it could be, you know, eight months before you feel like you're able to get into the rhythm of fitness. I also will talk through like the body and the brain being on the same page in specifically in postpartum, your brain will be like, I'm ready to go. It's been three weeks. I haven't moved. Like, let's do this. But you know, the body will be like, hold up. We still have a wound that's healing (laughs) internally. And like, there's still potentially do some damage. You could really blunt the healing process if you go too hard, too quick, quickly. Yes. Yeah. The main, I would say in the first like six months of a, in postpartum, the limiting factor is going to be the recovery. Um, and so you just, you literally cannot control so much of that recovery when you're pouring so much into this little baby. And so you're waking up like every two to three hours, you're not getting good sleep. The stress is high because you're on a steep learning curve. Like you're figuring out how to talk with your partner about this. Like there's just so many things that are happening. So I really talk about like, listen to your body and your brain and make sure they're on the same page. And the last thing is I I have this like mantra, if you will, of like, we work with the body we have today. This kind of goes back to the comparison. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. The body you had at 38 weeks pregnant is not the body you had today or have today. The body you had two years ago when you PR'd that snatch is not the body you have today. This is the one you have today, the one that you can touch and feel. And and it, it can be like a mind game because- you could feel stronger at 38, 38 weeks pregnant than you do going back into fitness. And you're like, wait a second, I was 38 weeks pregnant and like full term and feeling so like slow. And this felt easier then than it does now. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's a different body. 
So I think kind you had of so many free hormones. <laughs> like, yeah, you're yeah, dealing with less chemicals than you were. Yes. I was like, so much has happened like on mm-hmm. a physiological level. Um, and so I think for framing expectations, that's like the main thing I'll go back to every single time. It's like, we work with the body we have today. We honor the body we have today. And that doesn't mean that we're striving for a stronger, healthier body tomorrow. Cause I think we are, but we are recognizing and accepting the one that we have right now. I love that. Yeah. Now, the other side of that, like aside other than frame expectations, and this could go a couple of different ways, but I was interested in like, what, what makes you angry around? Mm. Or do you find unpleasant? Or do you wish wasn't happening in like sort of fitness, wellness, the way mothers are treated or marketed to? Are there like persistent (laughs) myths that that drive you up the wall? We have a real grudge against people who take advantage of folks in the fitness space or sell snake yes. oil or any of that <laughs> stuff. Uh, and you're lighting up. I feel like you have more than one answer. I'm like, all the things. Let me add Yeah. I feel like I, I literally was like batching reels today. And I think I like prepped one that kind of targeted a little bit of this is, um, fitness coaches that will like target vulnerable populations and postpartum women is definitely one of those. Um, and so I get really upset when I hear about like flat stomach in six weeks program or heal the diastasis in X amount of time, or, you know, just like body to any kind of aesthetic body shaming happening, Mm -hmm. you know, like is obviously going to be really frustrating for me. And people are so vulnerable to that, especially. Yes. And I think I get so frustrated because there's a lot of survivor bias happening. So the people who it did work for is saying, Hey, this worked for me. And then the other person who it didn't work for is like, well, why am I broken? I went through this 12 week program and I still have diastasis or I still feel unstable, or I still have like a stomach that isn't flat, you know? (laughs) And I think I will like get all sorts of spicy or other people who like make up problems to oh, sell people, I know, yep, you know what I mean? hundred percent. And I'm like, why, what are you even talking about? Like, this is not something, <laughs> why are we focusing on this? Um, what is one but, specific to motherhood? Cause I, like, I, mm. I first heard the term hip dip less than two years ago and it made my head <laughs> yeah. spin around. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know. I literally didn't know that was a thing. And now people are asking me if I can solve this problem, which was invented by some marketing department. Yes. That is definitely one. Um, I would also say, so I would say diastasis is interesting because it has gone from one end to the spectrum to the, to the other. So it went from like, no one knew what the heck this was. to now everyone and their mom knowing about it and programming it. And so you have a bunch of fit moms who had a pregnancy and then recovered and probably never even had true diastasis create a program to heal it and then say, this is, this is my, the best program and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, actually, like, did you even have diastasis? And, and I think it is like becoming a buzzword basically for people to sell programs. Cause a lot of times like diastasis will heal pretty naturally within the four, the first four months postpartum, the tissues will kind of come back together. And sometimes it's not like I have like a post brewing in the back of my head about this is that you could just have a weak core because your muscles have been stretched 
a lot and now they're coming back and there's just not the strength that it was. Maybe you don't have diastasis, you know, like, and so it's just like this, this topic that I think is getting a lot of attention. And what I think makes me angry about it is that it's instilling fear of, for women of saying, I'll, I can't do that because I don't want this. Or it's in all of these like safe versus unsafe lists. Like I get the understanding of why they're doing it because they're speaking to a generalized audience. But at the same time, like what happens when you can't even do one of these exercises on the safe list because you have a unique situation with your body, you know? So you're trying to do one of these exercises and then you can't do it. Or what if you could actually be progressing and doing all of the quote unsafe exercises, but you're limiting yourself because it's quote unsafe. And so yeah. it's just like all of these things that I'm like, I'm so done with it. <laughs> yeah. People, people programming from an end of one with it, who may not have had the problem and probably aren't an expert and right. just, you know, look tremendous in a sports bra and they're yes. you know, selling these programs to people who are reaching for any solution, but aren't, mm-hmm. you know, and there's that's, that's, and we've talked about this, you know, with some of our colleagues, like there's kind of not enough, there's not enough really smart people doing good work yet, though there's more yes. of them coming up. Um, but there's still just a huge prevalence of people programming off an anecdote, which I, you know, uh, yes, and I'm, I'm fine sure. with, and I don't know how you talk to people like we're a big fan of like be your own scientist. People like, yeah. well, I, ha- does this work or how's this supplement or this? And as long as like, we're not putting you in danger or you're not being taken mm-hmm. advantage of like, yeah, try it out. I don't know. This like this stretch is as good as any other stretch. If five minutes of foam rolling makes you feel better. Yeah. Hit five minutes of foam rolling. There's not exactly. a ton of science behind it, but yeah, rock out. If that's the thing that yeah. works for you, you should do the thing that works for you. It's not going to hurt you, but for I'm sure. not going to sell my foam rolling for magic hips program. Um, cause I'm not a monster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Is all of your work one-on-one now? Yes. So I have some things brewing in the back. So I did have a blossom strong program. Mm-hmm. Which, which was is a, a template. group template program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it very, at the very end, it switched to just like, not necessarily group because I realized my, myself as a coach, like I just don't have a strength in fostering online community. So I'm like, why am I offering this? I'm just trying to add value. I'm just going to do what I'm good at. <laughs> so, um, that was a growth thing for me, but anyways, mm-hmm. and so it, it's a template and, um, I loved it. And I still love it. And it has a huge part of my heart, but I'm essentially kind of tweaking that and going to be creating another template to release in 2022. So that's happening in the background, but yeah, so all of my services now are one-on-one in-person one-on-one, but remote coaching online. So. Understood. So you moved away from the group template because the, the, the online community part was either too much work or sort of not your, not your special zone of genius, as we say. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have what tweaks and you, you know, you don't have to give any uh, trade secrets away here, yeah. but what, what changes, it sounds like it was really important to you. And I imagine like that stuff takes so much stinking work to do it to any level of quality. What yeah. changes are you going to make? What changes are you going to make? What's going to change yeah. to make this better? I love, so going through active life, like in the breath work specifically, I'm really excited mm-hmm. to add in some things that I've been learning through there on how to self-regulate that could be a whole podcast itself honestly talking about the things I'll add in so I'll just be short and sweet and saying some of the breath work that we're learning and uh, I 
I've gone in and continued to upgrade the programming as I have learned and grown and more women have, you know, done it. But really what I'm going to be doing is expanding it and creating a nine to 12 month program that is specifically focused on like building strength in both your body and mind. And so there's going to be a huge educational piece and a huge training piece. And then there will be a perinatal track. So women who are pregnant or postpartum can, you know, still participate in the program. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like what I'm thinking on and how things are going to be shifting and changing. If you are doing Blossom Strong program now, there will probably be like little changes that you see in the actual programming portion of it. But there's just going to be a lot of changes on the outside looking in, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really valuable. Yeah, I'm. It's no, one thing that I've realized that I'm like really passionate about is education, which is fascinating because I'm not a teacher at all. Like if you look at, um, there's like this account that I follow that's entrepreneur archetypes, and it's like four ar- archetypes, and it's like creator, coach, entrepreneur, teacher. <laughs> like teachers, like my last one. Like, <laughs> I'm like not, not a teacher. I have thoughts and I've learned things, but as one may see from listening to this podcast episode, I'm an external processor. And so I'm not able to like succinctly like communicate point A to point B. Um, But I do love giving people the information so that they can make informed decisions. And I think I have a value of like self-efficacy within fitness, because that's another thing that I didn't really touch on is like how freaking confusing certain people make it. And like, how it almost seems as if you're trying to unlock this secret code and like only a select few have unlocked it. And I'm like, well, no, no, no. It's so complicated and it's magical and you have to work with me for the rest of your life or nothing will ever work for you. Right. And so I'm like, I'm actually going to give you all the quote secrets and then you Mm -hmm. can build self-efficacy and do it. Like, so I, and I understand that like not everyone will want to do that, but I do know a lot of people are looking for that and that's going to be the people who are going to be interested in the program. So we are completely aligned with that. Like one of, Mm -hmm. one of our goals as a company is building autonomous athletes. Yes. You You don't have to leave. But you could leave. And a lot of the people who, even when people come to us, it's pretty normal for us to have people who know what movements are. And if they wanted to, they could probably write their own program. It would probably be okay. But they Mm -hmm. want, one, they don't want to spend the time. And -hmm. two, they want someone who's really thinking about this on their side to do it. But if two years from now something comes up or something changes, they can go away and their toolbox is filled to the brim yes and they are yes. ready to go and they can like move through the world because i don't i don't want any client forever that's that would be really annoying for sure and sorry I to think... anyone who's listening to this who expected to be on the 20-year plan but... <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah i think resiliency is a huge like another passion of mine it's like i really want to help build resilient athletes and people and that is being able to adapt and grow and do like on your own right and so i think as a society, we value comfort a lot. It is fascinating to me just how much like resiliency can be taught and built. And on a physical, on an emotional, on a mental level, it's just like, man, our bodies are freaking amazing. Like I just get blown away. It's a passion of mine to to help instill that into my clients. Where do you see rooted strength five years from now? That's a great question, Justin. What's it look okay. Like? <laughs> yeah. So 
I, I always talk about 2020 being a wild ride for my business because I literally was like throwing things at the wall and be like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And like, this sounds people, familiar. Yeah. The people who like followed me, I'm like, I'm sorry if y'all got whiplash. I was just trying out all the things. Um, but I learned what I didn't want to do and it was great and it was helpful. Fail um, quickly, right? Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Moving forward, I'm still trying to figure out how I want to grow rooted strength. And I go back and forth between growing. Like, I don't know if you have heard of level 10. Um, they're like, I know level 10. Okay, great. So their business model is like, Joelle is like the head person and she like hires on coaches, right. As needed. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like her growth is that she'll hire on coaches and then they level 10 can take more one-on-one clients. So I've like thought about that. I've also thought about just, um, about you hiring people, not going to work for someone else. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So rooted strength coaching would hire on more one-on-one coaches. Mm -hmm. The downside to that is that I am like very particular in who (laughs) would be wearing the name rooted strength coaching. Do I really want to go through the hassle of educating and like making sure that we're on the same, like wavelength and all the Mm -hmm. things, you know? Well, I'm sure you, not to interrupt you, but usually Mm -hmm. the people, and I think this happened with Joelle too. Um, usually people who are doing that, it always comes from in-house. Like the first coach is someone who you've been, you've been working with for a while. They know your jam. They know, they know your buzzwords. You align Mm -hmm. with them and they've gone through your process, some version of your process already. Mm -hmm. So you can say, remember when we did this? Well, the It was because of this, this, and this. And maybe they don't have all of the know-how quite yet, um, but they are super bought into you and what you do. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one thought. And then the other thought is just continuing online and scaling through like a template, like through the Rooted Strength Mm -hmm. template, which is what I referenced. Um, But in five years, okay, so one thing that I'm knowing, like we all know this, but one thing I'm experiencing firsthand is that will overestimate what we can do in a couple months and underestimate what we can do in a couple years. So learning that. So I'm even thinking like, what would be realistic? Cause I also have three kids under the age of six. For those of you who don't know me, I think I referenced, I had three kids in four years. So my oldest is five. He'll turn six in November. My youngest is two. So, so we have at least so three. many soccer games. Yeah. And they're all boys. So, you know, it's going to be like freaking crazy. (laughs) Um, But I, I have at least like a solid three to four years where I'm still pretty highly involved in their like at home, you know, small years. So that like, I think it's just gonna, I'm trying to set realistic expectations for myself. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And on with the personalities of uh I don't even know like what this is officially called, but it was within the immersion course where it's like fast or slow or task relational or whatever. Right. I know what you're talking you about. Okay, great. I'm like on the fast, like the furthest fast. <laughs> and then I'm like, I will oscillate between emotional and task depending okay. on my environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have found that if it were up for me, I would already be where I want, but I'm in the context of a family and then I'm also in the context of like my online community. So learning to take them with me and to like pace myself out. So 
I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. I don't know where my community is going to be in five years. Where I am will highly be connected to where my online community is, if that makes sense. So... I think it does, but are, are you, you know, especially given what you've talked about with 2020, like a lot of these people like are bought into who you are and yeah. what you're doing and will follow you as you continue to refine doing good things for good people. Yes. So, so given unlimited resources, what would you do? Mm-hmm. No problem, Blanche. I have all of the time and the money. Here you go. Do whatever you want with it, but you need to yeah. make a decision. I think what like definitely is a huge thing is, is empowering coaches. And it's, it's one thing about my personality that I have come to. It's a little bit of a vulnerable, vulnerable topic because being a female, it's often misunderstood. Obviously it has been a process for me to understand how to take up my own space and be okay with how I am received for better or worse. And so I have a loud personality (laughs) whether I want to or not. And so being able to like accept that and be okay with that, I think is a huge thing, but then understanding and being okay with like shining bright. So that's my word for this year is shine bright. And I'm like, Oh my God, vomit. I hate that. But then I know it's that I need it. So (laughs) it's definitely carved into some wood hanging in someone's kitchen, but I still think it completely works. And that's why I think I also like, I'm like, oh, it's so cheesy, gross. Like, <laughs> but but it also I, resonates with you, right? Like, it does mean something. Yes, and so I, mm-hmm. I hate it because it's cheesy, but then I also like nah, it does it. resonate in the sense of like, I just I really need to be okay with like with where I'm at, and and it's okay that like if I shine bright, for lack of better words, um, that I influence people. And I think because so many, we see the whole hashtag influencers abuse so much. I think it, I like have a bad taste in my mouth, but I do think there are people who are natural influencers that do good with it. Um, yeah, 100%. And I think like you shining onto other people is frankly useful for other people. We need more we need more influencers like you, Blanche. Oh. There, there's thanks, all the Justin. I mean everyone, right? Anyone I can think of that I admire that I don't know, you know, in person one-on-one, like anyone in the world, like they are an influencer, right? Including mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people we know together in fitness and that kind of like yes. they're whether they whether they would take the term or not, like they're an influencer and generally doing the good work. So we need to at least try and drown out some of the bad work. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I mean, going back to it, I I do feel like I would love to um, in, influence coaches because I think I just get so caught up and frustrated when I see coaches. Like when I worked at a gym, that like I had a shirt on that said personal trainer. And then like, so did this other guy. And he like double booked his clients. He showed up late and he liked all these things. And I'm like, how the heck? are we doing the same thing? Like, and can I please help you? Like, can we, is this going to be a hobby for you? Or is this going to be your career? A, and then B, like, let's talk about this. Cause I really want, I really, I think, I think it's the marriage of, I want people, I want to see people reach their like best potential. And I'm really passionate about fitness. And so for coaches, I'm like, I want you to reach your best potential and I probably want that more for them than some people want that for themselves. And I think that's like the rub. So 
this this absolutely rings true and I, I have certainly found that the um the best first step for us moving forward has to just like embody the leadership and the coaching mm -hmm. and all the stuff we want to do i've tried a couple aspects of like well what if i'm going to step back from all the stuff i'm doing and try and help these coaches become better mm -hmm. coaches and get let get them clients and get them some education and that and it doesn't all depending on the person like it has a harder time resonating but if i step out front and just do the thing suddenly they're like oh that looks Oh, that looks great. Oh, is that what that is? I didn't know you're yeah. talking about, but now I understand. Yeah. So, and I, which I think you're, you're doing an excellent job of. And part of that shining bright, like be this badass person and other people would be yeah. like, Oh yeah, I would, I would totally like to, you know, be doing that sort of thing. And you will attract these sort of amazing people who, if they're lucky enough and you have the time and resources can become part of your, your empire. Yes. And I think to nail it, to like hone it in one more time, the reason why I think it's so like, cause I was asking myself, I'm like, why do I have, why, like, why do I want to educate or empower these coaches? And it's because I think they can do way more impact than I could by myself. Like I can only reach certain like X amount of people, but if we have your capacity coaches, is your that, capacity. right. And I was like, but if you know, we educate and raise up and we can like, we really can shift the fitness industry to be something that like is something to be proud of, you know, where <laughs> change actually exactly. help like happens. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Blanche, this has been an absolute delight. Yes. Uh, thank you so for much for making me. time for us. Of course. It's a, it's a joy to have you. Thank you for making the time for us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Tell people how they should, uh, whatever you want to plug, how they should find you, where mm -hmm. they should go, all of the things. Yes. So Instagram is going to be definitely my most updated and active account. So that's mm -hmm. rooted strength coaching. Um, and then through there, you can like hop on my email list. If you want, I have like a coffee with B newsletter that goes out like probably three out of the four Mondays of a, of a solid month, basically weekly wisdom on fitness, motherhood, and life. And so if those three things resonate with you, you could hop on that and yeah. That's it. All the value so succinctly. I'm working on it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great. Of course. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain, rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there. It makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again, and feel strong. Feel strong.